us. Every time we come into a stadium, it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We're coming here to fight every week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You will not. And Taco Tuesday edition of the program, 303-831-1340. The hotline, the go fast energy drink text line. Stream us or watch us at milehighsports.com. Radio on demand tab, while you're there, we'll get you podcasted versions of our previous works. Uh, I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Hey, Jake at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. He runs the show. I run the show. Lots of ways to get involved with this show, so check this out. Steph Curry, right, is 16 three-pointers shy of breaking Ray Allen's all-time three-point mark of uh, 2,973 threes. Only to be outdone by my YMCA record of 3,973 threes. Yeah, right. But he uh, was asked if he could get all 16, all 16 in his next game tomorrow night against the Portland Trailblazers. And Curry just kind of smiled and he said anything is possible, but he didn't yell it like Kevin Garnett. He just said anything is possible. But his smile was a little bit because uh, Clay Thompson, his teammate, hey, teammate, right, has the single game record of 14 three-pointers, which he dropped in October of 2018, and he knocked off Curry's previous record of 13 threes. Oh! So, if he was to go get all 16, he would break his teammate's single game record as well as Ray Allen's all-time three-point record of 2,973 threes. It's remarkable, right? There's nothing like it. There, nobody likes Steph, and he's still got plenty of career left. Do you know what? I would do anything it took to make 15 threes this game. I'd shoot the ball 60 times. And I, if I'm them, I'd let him. They got nothing to lose. They're playing uh, Portland without Dame Lillard, so he could miss 23s, and they could still be in that game. If, but if he takes 43s and makes 15 of them, that sounds crazy. He's got to get 16. I'd let him do it. I'd let it be like a high school game. I swear I'd just let him do it. Hoist it. They got nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose. Just history to make. Is it at home? Let's see. <laughs> if it's at home, then he's going for it. If it's at home, he's going to. But if it's on the road, then he might be a little bit more conservative. And because if I'm Steph, that game it's on a Wednesday is yep, in San Francisco. He's going for it. Wow. Eight o'clock. I'm about it. I'm about that. You about that? I'm about that action. Boss. Dang. I want that for Steph. Is Steph approaching to be the number one point, point guard, guard of all, all time, time, or is he already there? Magic Johnson's the number one point guard of all time, but Steph is the closest, next closest thing that there is to Magic. 
LeBron doesn't quite count. He's like point forward type of guy. It's just different. He's just different. LeBron's kind of more Kobe than, well, he's more magic than anything. That is true. You know, LeBron's more Magic Johnson than anything. But Magic was never the 30 plus point guy. LeBron's scoring machine. He is the culmination. He's everything. He is. He's the ultimate kind of um, goat. Yeah, probably. Oh, I, I, I think it's Michael I, then LeBron. Okay, that's fair. I'll go MJ, LeBron, and then at that Kobe. point, um, no, Bird and Magic, then Kobe. What? But they're in that same tier. Okay. All those. Well, actually, Jordan's in a tier of his own, like Tom Brady. And then I have in the next tier, Kobe, Magic, Bird, LeBron, um, you know, give me a old buzzard or two in there. Give me a Bill Russell or, you know, Wilt Chamberlain. Just the guys, you know, the freaks of the nature of the history of the game type of guys-ish. Kareem. Kareem. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I think Steph is, you know, right behind Magic. And, totally, he is. You know, he's gonna he's in front of John Stockton and he's in front of Jason Kidd and he's in front of Steph. Uh, Steve Nash. He's in front mm-hmm. of Isaiah Thomas, who I loved. Isaiah Thomas. Um, I mean, he's the greatest shooter of all time. He's the greatest shooter of all time. That's no doubt about it. He's the greatest shooter ever. And in today's modern NBA, that changes the game. And he's still got he a long changed the career game. left. Listen, not a lot of guys have changed the game. There's in no this, Trey Young without gold uh, without Steph Curry. Well, again, there's no Damian Lillard, you know, without Steph Curry. To be honest with you, so yeah, man, Steph is he revolutionized kind of the game, um, in a game that like what more could like in in professional sports of this era, era <gasps> like we when we've seen it all, we've seen it all for like. Steve Kerr to have let Steph loose like that. I mean, it has to work just perfect in cohesion with Draymond and all the good looks he helps get. And Clay standing over there on the other side of the court in the wing, just wide open, doing his thing, playing great defense. None of them are premier athletes of all time. (laughs) Draymond's the most undersized big. He's like Rodman, okay? And Barkley, way undersized, but just way, way incredible and special. Steph's not a specimen of an athlete. Hell no, there's he's way the better athletes. You're right, he's a very average athlete. And Clay's a good athlete, but, I mean, plays like a, 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 a premier athlete. His defensive skill set is impregnable. His style is impetuous. I want to eat your children. Sorry. Tyson. Tyson, yeah. <laughs> okay. I broke my back. What, what do you mean? Like... What do you mean by that? Your back is broken. Like a, what, a, a, a vertebrae? A vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. So if Steph breaks the record and gets this uh, 16 in one game. It'd be epic for him. Does It'd he be, win MVP? It helps because that's one of those marquee moments. One of like these five or six biggest moments you remember in the season. Other than like Giannis got 62 in you know Chicago one night or something. You know, those kind of big benchmarks um for you know things that happen throughout the regular NBA season. Right. Yeah, it it's more about the consistency of a whole body of work, a whole season's body of work, but you're right, those big moments may, they they'll stick out and make you add you know the uh favorite to win. And right now Steph's leading those Golden State Warriors to a great season. I try to shoot like I try to make Six or seven threes before the halftime. 
I just came out shooting right, right away. If he can get three or four in the first quarter, then we're running. Then we're running out. If he's hot, just ride that hot hand and. Uh, I'd keep him out there against backups. I'd, you know, all, whatever it would take. Like, you know, you're thinking, well, it's meaningless. Why would we do it? Well, what's one? They're, they're in second place or first place in the West. What's a meaningless regular season game against Portland? Who they could beat even if Steph shot f- uh, 45 threes and only made 15 of them. I'd be cool with that. I want to see that. I want to see that. I mean, what's one game out of 82 regular season games when you're, ar- like you said, already. If he's making these threes, they'll be in the game. They'll probably win the game if he makes 16 of them. Because. That's a lot of points. <laughs> now I want to see it kind of bad. We'll see what happens. Uh, 303-831-1340, the hotline, the go-fast energy dream text. And he had seven last night in a win against the Magic. We got a couple texts from Let's our guy, F. Lewis. What do you say? He says, uh, in, in regards to the Monday Night Football game, he says, not like the old buzzard days when Bud Grant had his Vikings playing outside with no heaters on sidelines. Um, then he also asks. We just talked about Fran Tarkenton and Alan Page and those purple people eaters. So some good teams. Keep going. And he also says, uh, "Would you take Mac Jones over Teddy?" LOL. Yeah, well, it's the of course because it's the unknown, the projection. He's twenty three years old. It's the upside. It's all that. It's the it's the hope of a new tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. That's something to build around. That's what it is. Of course I would. You know what I mean? That's what we that's the discussion. The truth is if there was an answer, if there was a right answer for what the Broncos should have done this season, it was draft Mac Jones or Justin Fields and still trade for Teddy. Teddy starts the season and takes you as far as you can go. I'm not sure at what point you hand the keys over, but uh, then Mac Jones uh, plays the second half of the season. Justin Fields plays the second half of the season. You see what you got with those guys, and that's um, that's a plan. That's a plan, at least. You know, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't really a plan. He was a holding pattern. He was a he was a band aid. He was always temporary with Teddy. So temporary Teddy. That's a pretty good one, right? Let's go to break. Three zero three eight three one thirteen forty. Oh, okay. What's this? Is Cage the Elephant. Cage the Elephant. Okay. I can hear my stepdad to this. Danny Williams and Jake Meyer back on the other side on a Taco Tuesday, 98.1 FM. It's my life sports. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah. You come around, yeah. You ease my mind. You make everything feel fine. Drake. Drake. Oh, um. I get those goosebumps every time. Oh, this is uh. Kendrick Lamar. He's in the song. Okay. This isn't Kendrick. Migos. No. That's uh, Travis. Yeah. There you go. go. There you go. This was a request. NDC Danny says. Uh, Based on Danny's morning traffic report, might need to hit him with the goosebumps by Travis Scott. I don't know what he means by that. By the morning traffic report? Uh, 303-831-1340. The hotline, the go fast energy drink text line. Uh, okay. We appreciate it. Thanks for being with us. 
Lots to talk about still. It's been a good one. Oh, man, the Nuggets. I'm not mad at the Nuggets for losing last night. How could you be a little bit? You know what I mean? How could you be mad at those guys? Or, you know, just playing his little heart out. I think they had four guys score, you know, at least 16 or 17 points for him last night. Just not good enough, not talented enough. All they're, you know, they got a lot of money. Just, um, well, that, you know, they're two, they're two of the three best players are, are not playing this season. So, I swear to you, any other team wouldn't be competing. Golden State didn't make the playoffs with the same kind of stuff. Uh, any team. I mean, Jake, literally any other team in the NBA has two of their best players out will will fold. It will fold. That is the beauty of Jokic. Right. That's what makes him so unique and so special. And they're in games. And you know what? By the end of the season, they'll conform. And they'll learn to win games with kind of what they have. And at some point, Jamal Murray will come back. Again, give them another dimension. Make them dynamic again and dangerous. And despite what their record may or may not be at that point, they'll go into the playoffs, whether it be five, six, seven, eight seed, and they'll cause a problem for somebody. I want Jokic to win another MVP award, but you got to be like a top four or five kind of seed to do that. I mean, regardless, as long as he has them in the playoffs, I think he'll be an MVP but candidate, but other he won't than win Steph unless... and right now, John Morant's hurt. He fell out of the race. Durant is in the race, but they're not going to give it to him. I think Jokic is a one of the top three or four guys right now still to win this award. Right now, he's he's still. What do you think? I th- I'm with you. I think as long as you know they are in contention, uh, if they're in the playoffs right now, you know they're still the eighth seed, and despite all the injuries and despite the the losing streak. They still find themselves in the playoffs without having to play the play-in game. So that's pretty impressive right now. Um, but Jokic will always be an MVP candidate in my book. Belichick last night said the Patriots have played in way, way worse win in Buffalo before. You think that's true? Yeah. Do you think the plan was to throw the ball three or four times during the game? Probably. Do you think that, that was the plan? I think that was the game plan. I think that became the plan. I don't think that was the plan until you're literally out there at that moment. I mean, not an hour before the game, not two hours before the game. Um, as the game Warm is playing, and you know, as you're as the game is playing out as well, you're running the ball, you're having success. Not having to throw the ball at all, at all. The sixty. So why throw the ball at all? Yeah, you're right. Uh, the sixty-four yard touchdown from Damian Harris really set the tone. It did, and it was everything they that, needed to then execute that alternate game plan of we may not run uh, throw the ball at all during this game. I'm sure that was never part of the plan. I'm sure they might have discussed throwing the ball as little as possible, thinking that might mean Jake thirteen throws, fifteen throws. But three passes, pretty unbelievable. It is. That's some real old school you can smash win, mouth football. You can win a football game in a lot of different ways. That makes me angry the Broncos didn't stick to running Javante. Just continue to run the ball with Javante Williams no matter what. No matter what. If you're down two scores, he's the guy who's going to continue to get keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and continue to march you down the field. 
You just got to be a little bit creative in how you're delivering the the plays. The only issue is that the Denver Broncos offensive line was not opening holes and not getting that push that that the New England Patriots offensive line was last night. That that was the only difference and they were getting blown up from the line of scrimmage right from the get-go right at the snap and Javante he was literally putting the team on his back and putting multiple defenders on his back and still getting yards after contact. It was all Javante. He didn't get much help from that offensive line, and I think that's why they couldn't keep going to Javante throughout the entire game like the Patriots did with their running game. All right. And the Patriots had both their backs, Damian Harris and Stevenson, at 100%. So they could rely not only on one back, but both of their their studs. All right. All right. I'm with you, I think. It is a little disappointing, though, to see that the Broncos could have ran the ball a little bit more and still had some success. Well, That's what we've been saying all year. They ran the ball with incredible success even when uh, Mike Boone came into the game for the first time I'd ever seen him in my life. Um, He was running the ball pretty good, too. He was running the ball pretty good too. So, you know, look, you know, it's where I can go back there, I guess. But um, seeing what New England did, remembering that Tim Tebow th- uh, completed two passes and beat the Dolphins one time, you make the best of, you know, you execute the game plan, the winning game plan, and you stick to it. Throwing the ball 40 times for the Broncos was not part of the game plan. It never was. That's the game plan getting away from you. In a game where the game was never away from you. You know? It went wrong somewhere. The commitment to the run game and the commitment to the game plan and the um, communication. That's, that's, that's it. That's like the difference between the good teams and the great teams. It's like, who are we? And it's... Not only as an identity, but like the stick to itiveness. They're like, let's execute the game plan. When you see the coaches wavering the game, for, you know, away from the game plan, and you're a player, you know, what are you gonna do? So, I don't know. That's so funny over there. Uh, NDC Danny just added me on yeah. your little video of the <laughs> the geese walking in your in your way. Yeah, I'm just trying to park and these dumbass geese are all in my way how long do i have to wait before can i threaten them or honk at them is that a, just drive a PETA issue if you just drive they'll get out of the way i mean like i don't want to break the family up you know, they walk together you know they ride together they die together they're, they're bad, bad geese, geese for, for life. life so that happened in the parking lot this morning i was like yeah come on guys seriously come on i already had to text jake i'm gonna be a minute late you gonna go pull this kind of stuff? All right, man. S- yeah, geese are mean. Oh, they're very mean. They give no f's. No, they they're like they go. <laughs> they try to attack you. I've never been attacked by a goose. You ever eaten goose? I have not. My brother-in-law goes and kills the geese, and then he keeps the geese meat. I don't know if he ever eats the meat. I think he just feeds it to the dogs. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh huh. That's right. I mean, there's a. Would you try it? I'd try it. It's like duck, right? Yeah, I would think so. Do they eat their own poop, though? Geese? <laughs> I'm not sure. Pigs do, don't they? We eat pigs. Pigs all the will time. eat anything. 
I don't dig on swine. Pigs will eat a human. That's right. They'll eat a human. That's if I was to be a murderer, I would feed them to the pigs, the, the bodies. That's a good idea, right? Oh, they yeah. eat the bones, too? They eat all, all the way down to the bone. It sounds like you've done this before. Well, you've killed you've killed a golf great murderer. Who? It's from Happy Gilmore. Oh. A golf legend. Well, you've killed a golf legend. Murderer. All right. Uh prepare a break. Oh. Go back to the well a little. Okay. Want to talk uh, a little bit about the Nuggets because I want uh, to. I want to talk about the uh, Avalanche as well. They're back in, you know, like the winning. They're winning ways. The, the goaltending kind of sucks. Got some problems there. Jake says take the over every single night. Waiting for the guy who only texts in when we talk about the Avs to chime in and let us know the state of these the Avalanche right now. And I think the goaltending is the ultimate difference for those guys. I can't believe they weren't in on Carey Price. Uh, I can't believe they let Grubauer walk away. Um, I mean, shoot, I'd try to get Patrick Watt to retire. I'm serious. Like, like any last thing it would take. We know what kind of championship hockey looks like around here. I think we do. I mean, what happened? You know, Carey Price took a team that was an under 500 team to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Is that right? That's right. Give me Carey Price in here. Give me um, Mark Andre Fleury. That makes all the difference. There's not a lot of these great goalies. There's you know the Osgoods and uh, Richters. Mike Richter was he one? Like, guess well, never, never know. know. Danny Williams, Jake Meyer, uh, back on the other side. Ninety-eight point one FM. It's Molly Sports. Doja Cat or Swat? Swat? Oh, that's Doja Cat and The Weeknd. Oh. Doja Cat. It's like PJ Dozier. Cat. I like her. She's She's got a few out. Mm-hmm. A few good ones. Mm-hmm. What else? 303-831-1340. The hotline, the go fast energy drink text line. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate the interaction and their participation. A lot of ways to get involved with the show. A couple segments left here. Who's your NFL MVP? Right now, that one's pretty tough. And I, you're a DPOY. Defensive player of the year. Mine is that TJ one's Watt. Easier. Um, TJ Watt, interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go with Diggs from Cowboys. Okay. Um, he's got so many picks this year. Leads the league, and turnovers are at a premium. Um, okay. MVP, though, I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I still got to rock with Tom, the GOAT. Josh Allen's fallen off quite a bit, and I think oh, he was yeah. the number one candidate. Um, and Brady just keeps keeps being Brady. Okay, I think it's Tom Brady. But I'm trying to figure out who's maybe the next closest. Lamar, no. A- Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. It's Kyler Murray, according to Vegas. But Kyler missed those games. Yeah, well, here it is right here. Uh, Tom Brady plus 150 to win MVP, according to FanDuel. 
Aaron Rodgers plus 550, Kyler plus 700, Josh Allen plus 950, Mahomes plus 1,000, Dak plus 1,200. When you hear it like that, it's got to be Tom Brady's. 44 or 45 oldest Tom? 44. <laughs> Will we ever see this again? Never. Maybe Mac Jones. <laughs> 23 to that'd be a 25, 22, 23 year career. Um, we had never has have seen one like the, uh, you know, uh, we thought Elway was legendary because of his accomplishments late into his thirties and his high level of play. Peyton was running on fumes at 38 years old. Breeze played till 40. Did a pretty good job of it. There's no other comps. There's no comp for Tom Brady. Satchel Page, who they said was 60 years old, had to lie and say he was 40-some to play because they didn't let black guys play back then. I just can't think of it. Gordy Howe? <laughs> I mean, Gordy Howe came back and played with the Suns then came, came out of retirement a couple few times and played in a couple of other leagues and... But was it like Tom Brady, though? Was it like all world, you know, best player in the league kind of play? Damn, it's like not at that level. It just shouldn't be happening. Not only that, like we're, we're tired of Tom Brady giving Tom Brady MVP awards. There's no other player out there to seize the moment and the season, the opportunity and the, make the most of their team and their. I don't know. It's crazy to just like. We're, we're, we're taking it for granted, Jake. So crazy. It's so crazy. In like five or ten years, we'll just, you know, we'll appreciate it more. I like mean, we appreciate Peyton now more. Like we appreciate John Elway more. I think we're starting to appreciate Brady more now that he's in Tampa. It started last year um, after that magical run to the Super Bowl, you know, dominating the Chiefs, you know, doing it in the fashion that they did. And Brady becoming more likable, that's, I think, what's what has us appreciating his greatness a little bit more. And then continuing to do it this year and potentially going to win MVP, Yeah, that is incredible stuff. I just, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to get my head around it because it's not based off uh, of like incredible athleticism like Adrian Peterson, where he's just a God-given freak of nature, uh, less than a God, but more than a man, superhuman figure is Adrian Peterson. It's actually the reason why Tom Brady is still playing. It's because it's never been about incredible athleticism and pure, uh, it's been about pure pocket passing. You know, if he has the time to pat the ready, ready, blue, down, set, hot, snaps that ball, pat, 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 step into a throw. There, he can maybe do it forever. Precision. It's just about the accuracy in the arm. And you know what? It's all about the getting the legs. Peyton, we knew that with Peyton. We learned that with Peyton. It was about getting the legs and the body and the butt and the, all the mechanics into like the like the motion. It was like a a pitch. 
It was the delivery. If the delivery wasn't right for Peyton, we would see wounded duck, flutter ball, potential pick. You know? And with Peyton, man, it really had to, when whatever happened to his neck and his back, my neck and my back, um, we, he had to do it different. And I think Pey- Tom's doing some of that same stuff now. The only pro, you know, with the bonus for Thomas, he never had any back and neck issues. I just think he's the right size of guy. He's the right everything. You know, if he's a little bit littler like Breeze, you can't put that zip on it anymore. If you're too big, a little bit bigger. You're like Big the Ben. The body breaks down like Big Ben. I think Tom's just built like a brick poop house or a poop brick house. And it also has to do with the off-the-field uh, preservation of his body. Oh, yes. It's the supermodel wife stuff. Partially. I, it's, I mean, like, that's 30% of it. Th- listen, 35, 33% of it is God's gifts. Another 33% of it is um, the team that he went to, the tutelage, the coaching, the perfect storm that he went to to create Tom Brady. And then another third is whatever voodoo stuff that Giselle does, these supermodels do to keep them looking so ageless and timeless. It's like that's that's the tr- it's the triumphant triumphant fernt triumphant current fint burnt what is it triumphant triumphant that's that th- it triumphant is that a thing yeah that's a word that's what I said <laughs> it's a nice word yeah it is when you get it right <laughs> what do you think about Tom Tom is the goat I mean everything that he does is all that you need. His body of work speaks for itself, and there's nobody who's ever going to catch Brady. And obviously you could look at him in a couple of, of ways. You could take a couple of Super Bowls away due to the cheating scandals, um, or you could just appreciate what his What would greatness. another quarterback have to do in order for us to talk about him in the same manner as Tom Brady? I think five, handful of rings, five rings. Five rings. You have to win five rings, and then we talk about it. Then we just start the conversation. Five rings, five MVPs. Payne has all the MVPs. Tom only has a couple few, right? Right. Man. I don't think we're ever going to see anybody catch Brady. Will there be another quarterback ever in the history of football to win five, four or five Super Bowls? Not the way the this season's going, the parody. Wouldn't the parody. you call it easier in the past? Where there's less, there's no free agency. When guys stick with teams, when, you know, like I always say, Cal Ripken kept the whole jersey on the same team. It wouldn't be easier that way and back then as opposed to now or anytime in the future. 100%. You know, nowadays. So in that sense, there probably will never be another one. No. Absolutely not. Nowadays, it's more about people chasing their bag, player empowerment, and... Over under two and a half Super Bowls for Patrick Mahomes. Two and a half? Over under two and a half Super Bowl titles for Patrick Mahomes. Under. Over under one and a half Super Bowl titles for Patrick Mahomes. Over. He wins one more? He wins one more. I think so, too. But we also thought and waited and waited... And waited for Drew Brees, for Aaron Rodgers, for Russell Wilson to win another one. Even for the great Peyton Manning to win another one. What did Peyton Manning have to do? He had to go get another one somewhere else. 
with a great defense. Interesting stuff, right? It is, it is a interesting dynamic to think about uh, the the shape of the league and how quarterbacks um, make all the difference. Let's go to break 303-831-1340 is the hotline. It's the go fast energy drink text line. Oh. Without you, without you, and it for me to think oh, yeah. This is uh, who? The Kid? The Kid Leroy. That's how you say it? Yeah. I think he's Australian. Ah, he is full. Here it comes. Oh, he can't make a wife out of a... Oh, that's a bad word? Apparently. At least according to this YouTube video. Without you. You. Danny Williams. Jake Meyer. Singer-songwriters. Back at it again on the other side. It's Mallory Sports. Reintroduce myself, my name is Ho, oh, H to the O-V I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C, Ho Back in final segment, Taco Tuesday edition of the program 303-831-1340 is the hotline, is the Go Fast Energy Drink text line Thanks for being with us, my brothers Still time to get involved with the show. Hit us up on the text line, on the Twitter, on the hotline. We'll take you. Yeah, we actually have a couple texts from Dirty Mike and the Boys. Well, what they, they say? Uh, they say it, uh, the Nug should make a move for Kemba Walker. Send Rivers packing with a ham McMuffy. He's right. I like that because there's some potential upside there. Um, if Kemba Walker can kind of just get healthy, play some good ball, won't have to do too, too much here. Austin Rivers is uh, my last guy in the bench, kind of. Yeah. I might have rather have Faku on the floor. Definitely. Austin Rivers, uh, he's, he's overstayed his welcome here in Denver, in my opinion. But uh, he also says, also, are the Warriors this year's jazz covering spreads? Don't look now, but that is a big old behind in the bay. Trying to stay loyal to Nugs, but the Warriors tramp stamp is impossible to look away from. <laughs> Who's that from? Dirty Mike. And the I boys. know it is. You know, we could have looked around and appreciate it, you know. Doesn't mean we gotta go have sex with the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> We're just having a look. You know what I mean? We're loyal to the Nuggets. That's my bay. Salt Bay. That just <laughs> dropped some salt on him. Uh-huh. Uh we got a text from Noit, some insight on some goose meat. Uh, he says, geese are the terrorists of the sky. They took, tried to take out Sully and his plane on purpose. Goose is disgusting to eat, by the way. That's what I've heard. It's the poop. Yeah. Talk to me, Goose. Uh, should we buzz the tower? Buzz yeah. the tower? Yeah, forget about it. Oh, I get uh, it. Yeah, uh, let's see here. What about tonight's action and satisfaction? What do you have? I usually got the, let me pull some up here. I got a couple I like. I got, we got that NBA on TNT tonight for one. That is the Nets 
at the Mavericks. Give me the Nets minus two there. Big time, big boy basketball on TVNT. Give me the... Wow, there's only three NBA games today? Yeah, not much NBA action for the night. Okay, what do I do with myself? College basketball? NHL. We got the... uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay on the money line. Give me the New York Islanders on the money line. Uh, Also, the Maple Leafs over the Blue Jackets. And I also like the Florida Panthers over the Blues. Give me Yale minus 12.5 hosting Albany. Give me Kentucky covering 30.5 points hosting Southern. Never heard of them. Uh, Let's see here. Um, That's about it. Kansas covers 18 points hosting UTEP. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. That's about all I got. What do you think? Yeah, I think there's uh I agree with, with your picks on there that one, but um I want to talk about the abs a little bit before we get out of here. Do it. Um take the over. Every single chance you get on an abs game because their goaltending is not very good. They're they've got everything put together on this team except for a solid goaltender. They've got good, young, strong defensemen. Uh, they've got you know, a firepower. They've got a lot of firepower on that offense. Um, they're, they got uh, you know, arguably the best blue line in, in hockey, and McKinnon's always an MVP candidate. They're, they score a lot of goals in their own right, and then their defense... Uh, Gives up quite a few goals as well, so take the over every single chance you could get. But they're right now fifth in the Western Conference despite their slow start. So they found a way to get back to their winning ways. Totally. Um, but if Bednar can't get it done this year, man, I'd have to move on. Got to move on because you can't move on from all the talent on the team. But the t- the talent can be coordinated differently, and the culture, and the mission, and the, all that kind of stuff. So Bednar is the winningest coach in Avalanche history. Been a great coach. He's been a great developer of young talent. He looks the part, kind of like a Bond villain a little bit. Um, he's been a great coach. I got nothing bad to say, other than if he can't find a way to get it done here, then Bednar, you're fired. But uh, last night they played the Philadelphia Flyers, and they put a touchdown and extra point on him. But they also gave up five goals. Um, <laughs> Jost had a goal. Kadri had a goal. The captain, Landeskog, um, Alex Newhook, that new the new center. Um, you know, last year he kind of came on a little bit, but Got that new hook, yeah. And <laughs> he's turning it up this year as well. So I want to see what he becomes. Nichuskin um, also had a goal. Um, Johnson and Kale McCarr. So that was a, a masterful performance by the Avs last night. Justin Simmons chosen as the Broncos nominee for Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's won that thing before, I think, right? Um, I don't, I don't know if he's I guess won. We'll never know. I guess we'll never know, but uh, he's always the Broncos candidate. Yeah. 
he he's just a great guy. He's a he's a man of the year. All right. That's kind of it. That's the whole show here. We got a couple minutes left. What about Oliveria and Poirier? That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a great one. That's going to set up, you know, the rest of the that division, really. I That's mean, for the belt? Who has the belt? Poirier's the champ, right? Wait, 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 wait. Who's Olivier? The ch- He's, I thought he had the belt. What is it, the middleweight? I think you're right. He does, for sure. He does. That's 100%. Yeah. Oliveria? How do you say it? Oliveria? Oliveria? Poirier? Oliveria is a beast. He beat up Michael Chandler in like a war. That was a that was a great fight. Yeah, middleweight champ is Israel Adesanya, so they might be in a different weight class. Welter. Okay. Uh, Usman's the welterweight champ. What weight class are they? Are they he's bigger. Yeah, it's middle. That's Connor's weight class. That's lightweight. No, that's. I guess we'll never, never know. know. Lightweight is Olivier. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Kind of. That's what I kind of said. But that's going to shape up the rest of that lightweight division. A lot of great fighters in there, including Connor. <laughs> Washed. <laughs> <laughs> Who the f- is that guy? Does. Who has a better chance at knocking off their opponent? Cincinnati or Michigan? Better chance at an upset. I'm going to say Michigan. Me too. I mean. It's Michigan. Big 10 champs. Big boy football. Cincinnati Power gets five football. Alabama is a juggernaut. Cincinnati's not better than like. Auburn or Arkansas or some of those teams, bro. Wow. Yes. You're taking some serious shots at, at the Bearcats right now. I mean, I'm proud of them, I guess. Their uniforms are cool. Yeah, I like the way they look. Sweet. They are sweet. You know? They're like the uh, the Fairview. It is kind of like that. They like got this Fairview got colors. cool kind of uh, cool look to them. I like that way the Bearcats look. Claw on the helmet kind of stuff. All right. That's a whole show. It's been a good one. We appreciate you guys being with us. Tomorrow will be already midweek. Tomorrow will be a What I Don't Get Wednesday edition of the program. Gil and Andrew are next for Jake Meyer. I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Windows arm out the window through the ceiling.